You know, I, I may not be big enough for this podium, but Cincinnati is big enough for soccer! 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 <laughs> what is up, you big, beautiful world? It's your boy Sway from MTV News, pleased to say we are back! Game 13, episode 16 of Knifey Knifey Lion Lion Radio. Radio. My name is Jonah. Go ahead and follow Knifey Lion Radio on Twitter. KLR scarves are ordered, and we'll soon be ready for you to pre-order your 6 or 12 scarves. Buying just one would be foolish. Also joining me today, semi-reformed indoor instigator, Zach. Corbin Bone. Tobin (laughs) Heath. Joining us, even though he's slightly under the weather. Not joining us, Nick and Chad. I was going to say, what are they doing? Only Forrest Lasso's Jesus truly knows, but apparently Chad is doing what? Uh, Yeah, he's at a powerlifting competition in Columbus. It's very on brand for Chad, who is is on the podcast. But you're here, and that's all that's important. This week, we'll look back on Wednesday's loss to Minnesota, Saturday's 2-0 win against North Carolina, We'll check to see if either game had any memorable instances of a tickle smash. We'll uh, pick the FCC man of the week, Zach's favorite segment he invented. We'll get real deep into the players' personal lives with this week's They're Just, just like, like Us. I guess that's the name. Maybe do a little bit of this and that with Potpourri. And if we have any, which I'm not sure we do, we'll throw out some chance. Now, folks, in a few weeks, when you're able to own your very own KLR scarf, you can proudly hold it up backwards, revealing your permanent entry pass into the John Hart's Cave of Wonders? Yes. That's why buying a backup scarf is almost certainly worth it. Enough scarf talk. Hmm. <laughs> How come my voice only cracks when we're recording this? First up, though, let's hop in the DeLorean and go way back to last Wednesday as we recap, recap. FC Cincinnati versus Minnesota United. Starting lineup looked like Welshman up top. Jimmy McLaughlin got the start. Corbin Bone. Cicerone with a well-deserved start. The U.S. Open Cup man. Michael LaHood. Sorry, I forgot to do that last week. Kenny Walker. Blake Smith. Sam DeWitt back out there. Deckel Kanon returns. Boehner, another U.S. Open Cup stalwart. And slickback Richie in goal so what can you say i like the starting lineup oh fuck it (laughs) (laughs) the energy was semi-electric to start the game not as big a crowd as we've been accustomed to against the other mls teams but good nonetheless yeah i will say oh not to cut you off so early but it felt like more than fifteen thousand. and because the 15 that were there we're really just so cared. raucous. Yeah. No, but visually, I would agree. I was very surprised to see that was the announced attendance. Yeah. Whatever, though. Fuck it. The game itself, um, there are two Minnesota United players that I actually knew the names of, and they both did get the start. But just from the jump, I'd say we did not look overmatched like the other MLS games. We looked their equal, and later on, I'd say we looked the better of the team. Zach, what were your thoughts? Yeah, the same. I remember, you know, both the crew and fire game. Last year, you know, there's a lot of nerves going to, 
into those games and you just hope that we could hold on for dear life. I don't think any of the fans really felt the nerves and the players didn't seem to either. We definitely weren't outclassed at any point in the game. And like you said, I think we looked the better team for most of it. Yeah, I don't know where that confidence came from or maybe I haven't really watched Minnesota. I know they haven't been doing well at all, but they don't look like a league above us at all the first few open cup games against mls teams we might have shown the teams too much respect not that they weren't better but we weren't playing our games and later on we'd get more chances if you've seen any of those i'm sure you've watched all the the nice behind the scenes fcc videos from some of those games you can hear uh coach Koch at halftime saying you know probably exactly that that we're giving them too much respect and to play our game this game we played our game from the jump we just did not seem to have any finishing touch out there yeah um, um it Apparently also seemed, Koenig and Ledesma picked up some knocks. It might have been out there otherwise. Yeah, and also I don't think we did. I'm no formation expert, but it looked to me like we were running almost a straight 4-4-2 though with Bone as a second striker. We had a lot more width than we normally do when we run that diamond. I thought we were pretty well balanced the whole game. I liked it. I don't know that that really suited Corbin Bone because he didn't really seem to produce much as far as I can remember, but I did like running that straight 4-4-2 like that. I thought we looked pretty solid. We had the better chances in the second half, but like I said, we were missing just that little something-something, that GB-ness. I think Ledesma, for me, would have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Of course, it's easy to say that because he wasn't there, and we'll never truly know, but uh, I was I was missing him out there. Yeah, he's got like that little bit of extra quality that some of the other players don't have, and I think it could have just us over the edge um one advantage they ended up showing i don't want to skip straight to penalty kicks but their goalie ended up being the big difference in the game although i did not have much confidence for some reason even though we did look the better team going into penalty kicks did not have the the glorious feeling of the chicago fire game i was not feeling like the team of destiny at that moment no i wasn't either and i even like i said don't let jimmy take one and don't let kenny take one because they were both gassed and cramping up, and then who steps up to take the first one was a tired Kenny Walker who could barely walk his way out to the ball. He was always going to put it over. It started off, Richie guessed right, couldn't put it out. And I think he guessed right a couple times, but they were just so well-placed it didn't matter. And, uh, you know, I'm skipping ahead. Richie did have a big save in the game, which I think all of us kind of thought was a goal um, that was slowly trickling in, and he ended up getting down real quick to his right and pushed it to the side so he did not have a bad game obviously i mean you can't blame a goalie for losing in penalty kicks any other standout moments before we get to uh the deckle smash of the game no i just wanted to say i think the general consensus was that our whole 11 played their ass off i think everyone did really well sam dewitt probably had his best game which i don't know good for sam yeah what does that say he never gets to play but yeah everyone was great especially the back De- line. Deckel was fantastic. I kind of got the impression he doesn't trust the whole back line. Anytime the ball was in the air and another one of our players is going to win the header, Deckel was pretty much like holding him, ready to yeah. get the header behind him, just like he would do behind the striker. But uh, nothing got by him all game. Blake Smith was really the only regular other defender back there, so he had good reason. Boehner had a good game. He made a few big interceptions few big tackles yeah Banner's, no, um, Banner's second half was super impressive Welshman did have one moment where I was he had a header which I was a thousand percent sure was going in the goal and I like started to turn to celebrate when I saw it go wide and um that would have been that would have been great the subs were uh, Amy Obi got some playing time he came in for Welshman an extra time uh Nazmi came in an extra time and Haber who's like Ciceroni B came in for him in the 77th minute. Ciceroni did not have 
a total Cicerone game, but he did have one moment, which I kept trying to find on the replay, and I don't know what minute it was in. Early in the game, he made a long run. We were waiting for him to play it outside, and he just kept it and turned in and just kept running, kept running. It came to nothing, but I just like these Cicerone runs. He just, he goes for it, and I appreciate anyone who gives it a go, even if it doesn't turn out well. Yeah, same with Sam DeWitt, and he let one fly from about 30 yards out. It's like, you go, yeah. Sam. You never know. Yeah, before we move on, I want to say, I know he didn't score, but Welshman, I thought he was fucking awesome the whole game. They were had him, like, yes. they were manhandling him. Not like, I'm not saying he was being manhandled because he's weak, but he was completely wrapped up every time the ball would come to him, like, how many times did he have the back to goal and was still ever able to play the right ball off time after time? They were trying to outmuscle him and they couldn't. I thought it was great. Yeah, he probably deserved a goal. Uh, the Deckle Smash of the week was from Deckle himself. He was getting into it all game, not in an overly chippy way, but just he's a physical player and not afraid to stick his head in. He got Deckle Smashed a little bit. Shout out to the dude on Twitter, I forget your name, who uh, mentioned us in it. But the one guy threw Deckle down late in the game, kind of. And Deckel got up and the ref ran over like he's going to have to separate him. And Deckel gave him a pat on the back and was like, no, I appreciate a good <laughs> Deckel smash, even if it's against me. Zach, do you remember the actual moment? Yeah, well, whoever took him down, like Deckel went down and he stayed down for a little while. And I think I'm sure I said, like, he's going to fucking get it because Deckel never forgets. I think it was Christian Ramirez, the striker. Um, yeah, well, the, yeah, the yeah. same dude later in the game. You see him on the ground holding his head. I don't know what Deckel did, but it was definitely him who did it. <laughs> I'm sure it was. He gave him a little forearm shove. I don't think yeah. it was a straight elbow. Nothing. Yeah. Well, he stayed down. I was like, that's what you get. <laughs> yeah. Deckel's got a great memory. So don't think you're going to get away with any. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And he's he coming is, back for you. He is spiteful. Like it could happen in the second minute. You know, it's going to come some point in the game. He's going to fucking get you. But yeah, we blew it in penalties. We did have the one save, so you had that moment. It's like, could we really make some magic happen? <laughs> I didn't have the same belief, but I saw the belief on some people's faces. Like, oh, yes, this is where it happened. Did not happen. We had our U.S. Open moments. Time for the other teams. It, it hurts a little more that um, horrible Louisville and Jovela got themselves a win over the MLS team. And Nashville did, but clearly we paved the way. They couldn't have been an MLS team if we hadn't done it. We haven't given them the, <laughs> the blueprint. <laughs> yeah, so you're welcome. It's kind of a bummer because it couldn't have been a better draw for us. We get Minnesota United, who is trash, and then they've got this fuck up and we get to play it at home. It's just frustrating because the game was there for us to take. We could have easily won, but we didn't. Somebody pointed this out, and this is definitely revisionist history, but I'm just going to go ahead and agree. Let's say we make a huge run and we win it. Then we're in the CONCACAF Champions League next year, and it's our first year in the MLS. That's too much. Yeah, I don't so, Yeah, no one wants that. <laughs> we bailed out gracefully. We were the better team, and we lost. There's no. That's the best way you could possibly lose. It might have been our best game against an MLS team, but it was the first one. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, not the first one, but we lost it. So yeah. that's just I think, how the cookie crumbles. I think I did see Koch pull Kenny aside and said, let's just focus <laughs> on the league. Sky it. Koch watches over. Send this one over the bar. <laughs> the hot seat is dead. Anyways, quickly, they had a chance to redeem themselves. This past Saturday, yesterday for us, two days ago for you, uh, FCC, greatest road team in USL history in North Carolina, came out on top this time with a 2 nothing win. The lineup was a little different, rotated some people because they just played Wednesday. Uh, Richie Ryan out there. Nazmi with a start against his old team voice crack. Uh, Ledesma returns. Koenig returns. Danny Koenig. Guess they're not hurt. 
Uh, Patty Barrett with a start. Lasso back in his home state. Feeling biblical Hoyt. And Newton returned in goal, which was very important. And Michael LaHood. They screwed up the lineup, I guess, because Bone was supposed to start, but they wrote Lahoud on the on the sheet, and if he didn't start, then he would not have been able to play in the game at all, apparently is what I read. So they just started Lahoud, which was fine. He did a great job. So, yeah, uh, early on, things not looking too exceptional. Pretty boring start. And then I we had the water break. I don't know if this is before or after Ledesma had a meltdown in the corner. It was, it was right after. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Ledesma, I guess they were yelling at him or honking horns at him. And if Ledesma wasn't on my team, it'd be one of those things. I'm like, oh, God, fuck this guy up. What a bitch. But I'm like, how dare you yell at Ledesma? I mean. He's mine. Well, be, I guess we don't know what was yelled at yeah, him. So. To be fair, like, how long has he been playing? In England, wherever else. I don't know if he played in Argentina and lower leagues playing in new york there's no way he stops and won't take that corner kick without a good reason maybe i'm just giving strange maybe i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt but like i'm sure he can handle being heckled or someone with a bullhorn i don't know what they said or what was going on but he played there last year because they're both in the nasl him with the cosmos i wonder if he's got any (laughs) it just looked like random and then every time all these nerd alerts came running over to yell at him which you know i respect that but uh i thought they looked like lames um I mean, that's what I would do, but they did look like Yeah, dicks. they looked lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jovela. So they had a first half water break halfway through the first half. And uh, Koch gave his halftime pep talk a little early because we came out looking fantastic, looking sharp, making all the right passes. And then Cicerone, a hero to everyone now, especially me, with a sweet run kept thinking he was going to pass it off but he cuts in leans this way nope goes back this way up back over the other way and lets one fly it was a good shot enough that the goalie had to just kind of swat it up and who was there right place right time but our man danny koenig heading it in becoming the fcc all-time goal scorer good for danny koenig good for cicerone who looks like a man who wants to get more playing time and probably will. This was his first USL start, so good for Cicerone. Yeah, I think on the broadcast they said because of how he played Wednesday and then he had two really good days of training, that's how he earned the start. So that's good. I'm glad, glad they rewarded him. There was a chance before that, too, where he got to the touchline and beat someone and then chipped across. That was nearly a goal there, too. Um, I will say on the goal, not to take anything away, the keeper, that was a mistake. You don't just punch that straight in the air. He's got to get that over the bar. And then um, Kooning, his goal, I don't think he even got in the air. The defender's so worried about holding him down, and Kooning just stands there and, yeah, quietly becomes the high school <laughs> top goal scorer. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's got to be someone good for him. Yeah, no other striker has been here for two seasons. Yeah. So. Not to take anything away from him. But. <laughs> just keep shitting on him and then keep saying, not to take anything away from him. Yeah. I mean, uh, a dog running on the field could have scored that goal. Not to take anything away from him. Well, you got GB who's here for one season. Coley was here for one season. Yeah, just think about GB not getting suspended and being here for another season. Uh, Long live GB. Let's pull up some Russell Cicerone stats. Not a lot. Not a lot to show. (laughs) Let's not mention his passing accuracy at 55%. I think that might be the lowest I've ever seen. (laughs) Well, this says he only had 18 passes. All I know is the smell test is it smelled good. I liked what I saw out there from Cicerone and, you know. That goal happened because of him. Second half, North Carolina. Yeah, full disclosure, I, I, <laughs> I wasn't able to watch the second half. 
I watched the second half up at the Dame and on Short Vine next to Bogarts where some kind of punk show is happening. Got to get more information on that because there was no vans out back. So it must have been real low key. So if you were at the Bogarts uh, punk rock show last night, drop us a line. What was it about? What was it all about? Was beer spilled? What happened? I mean, if I didn't know about it. It wasn't real punks. But North Carolina was really pouring it on in the second half, throwing everything they could try to get a point out of this game. And honestly, I thought they were going to get a goal. But then our man with a beautiful touch, Emery Welshman, squeezes a goal in. At the dime, we all celebrate, sing songs of glory. I'm looking at my phone, doing other stuff, waiting for them to reset up after the goal. And then I look up at the scoreboard. Nope, they had ruled them offside, but there's no sound on. So I'm celebrating like a fucking idiot. And after that happened, I was like, oh, God, now they're definitely going to score. But luckily, our man, Jimmy McLaughlin, subbed in in the 73rd minute. Gets the fruits of uh, Emery Welshman's labor. Welshman had uh, a shot blocked, bounced right over to Jimmy, who placed it beautifully in the corner and did one of his patented horrible dances. And that would be the final score. 2 nothing. I'll mention that Bone did get in the game eventually in the 61st minute for <laughs> Ciceroni came off in the 73rd for McLaughlin. No sign of Haber. I believe he has been kicked off the team. And he's replaced by Ciceroni. Ciceroni, the new Haber. You heard it here first. You cut your hair and everything changed. Uh, Ledesma, yeah, forgot to mention that in all the midst of that, he got a yellow for his um, time wasting, whether he thought he was doing it on purpose or not. And he is now the next in line. The third FCC player to get a yellow card suspension will not be playing this Wednesday against Forrest Lass's favorite team, the Bethlehem Steel. And um, that's all right. We don't need them. We got plenty of guys. We got fucking Ciceroni, a.k.a. Fast Jimmy. And that's that. Also, I have one note from the game that I wrote down while I was watching it. This shows how invested I was at the time. Lasso had a huge stop in the 15th minute. Came in with a fantastic slide tackle. Yeah, I remember that. It was Um, was good. So that was a nice moment. I'll call that that deckle smash, even though he didn't hurt anybody of that game. Yeah, I also want to say on the flip side of their goalkeeping mistake, Evan Newton in that first half had a really great save from a header close range, and he was able to punch it out of harm's way. Newton proved why he's the number one, if you had any doubts, why he was the number one keeper. Zach, you missed some more. In the second half, he had some other huge saves, some that might have gone over, but that he couldn't have known for sure that he swatted over with some just instant reaction saves. So good on him. So final thoughts on that 45 minutes you watched, Zach? Yeah, I'll say I said it about the last game and I said it about the end of the game before that. We're just looking more and more balanced. I thought we started the season, everything was coming in from the flanks. Then the next few games, we were playing well, but it was all coming through the middle with these little one-twos and stuff. Now I think we've got a mix of all of it, which is all you can ask for. Yeah, I wonder. Koch has some work on his hands. He doesn't have U.S. Open Cup games to get some of these other players involved. Though player who I think needs to be the most nervous, I guess, is Seymour. I don't know when yeah. the hell he's ever going to play. <laughs> maybe Wednesday, honestly. Uh, Ledesma out, maybe they'll finagle things to get him in there because we do have a game Saturday, too. That's so true. You got to think games back to back. If he doesn't play one of those two games, then he's in big trouble. But Yeah, if he doesn't, he, he'd play Wednesday. If he's going to play at that all, he's going to play Wednesday. Seymour, Bones got to start. You would think Walker will be back in. I mean, Cicerone's a must. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I never know. No, go ahead. That's the lock of the week. Seymour gets the start on Wednesday. What can you do with that information? Nothing. 
nothing at all, but it's a fact. So we have two games to choose from to pick Zach's segment, the FCC. Man! Who is the most dominant for both or just in their one showing? Hmm, Zach, are you going to pick a man of the week before I do? Or do you want me to? Koenig might be the obvious one as he got his glory goal. But I'm gonna give it to 55% passing accuracy, <laughs> Russell Ciceroni, all because 25% in the offense and half. <laughs> he uh he just excites me. I like to watch him. Mm. That's all. Like I don't care. I like to watch anyone who's willing to like take people on and charge at defenders. I might have said Ciceroni if I had gone first, but um, now I feel like I've just been given a free pass. So my man of the week, I'm gonna give it just from the one game to Deco Canon. I thought he was dominant enough. He had the MLS scouts drooling. Young Deckel Canon out there against Minnesota. He was just every header. He was there. He was in the right place at the right time at all the time, controlling the back line. Would the score still have been 0-0 if you place him with Lasso? Eh, maybe, but it's a risk I don't want to take. Canon holding it down. He's my FCC. Man! Of the week. So we'll give co-mans of the week to Canon and Ciceroni. Well-deserved to both of you. Each have a $50... <laughs> Gift certificate coming your way from James the Jeweler. James the Jeweler, the jeweler to all the Cincinnati sports stars. Tell them KLR sent you for an extra 5% off and free ring sizing. Zach, any last things to add about <laughs> no, the I think, week of games? No. Well, one, I think Deckel's probably the right answer. No, but I wanted to say... Well, Cicerone played both, so he's yeah. got on a, quantity going. On Wednesday, as I was watching, I was looking at Minnesota, and this has probably been said a lot, but... They have to be the standard of like what not to do when we make the jump. And I don't know if it's their scouts or what, or, you know, I know MLS has all these fucking crazy rules about where you can get players and where you can't and this and that. But watching them, there was not one player on their team where I'm like, man, if we just had them in our team this year in the USL, like, I mean, I'm sure I've got orange and blue tinted glasses on, but like, (laughs) I wouldn't have taken any of them. No. I mean, they have strength and size. But yeah. nobody impressed me at all. So whatever they did, let's just not do that. Yeah, I did not like what I saw. Apparently, they only recently signed their first DP in their two years, which apparently the fans had been pretty upset about. They thought they could get away with bringing in lots of their NASL players and got a late start on assembling their team, and it backfired big. They didn't end up with the worst record or points in the MLS last year, but their start was so horrendous that it kind of gave them the stank for the whole season because they lost their first like three games by about 14 goals and um you know that's all that's going to be remembered and atlanta came out so amazing so it made them look extra worse so we'll have the advantage of not having um some crazy spending team on the other side and looks like we've gotten a good start and i i trust our front office more than them yeah i'm thankful i I guess we're gonna spend we're we're gonna have a dp i'm almost positive yeah it's good that lafc started this year and not next year otherwise they be compared to us during the season and we kind of got a jump on we'll you know even if we bring some nasl players with us we kind of signed like a bunch of nasl all-stars but um that's enough about that first place every other team sucks this week recurring segment second edition most popular segment we've ever had haven't gotten any feedback but just the vibe on the streets uh fcc players they're, they're just, just like, like us. us god damn it was a Big week on social media for these FCC players. Lots of comings and goings. Nazmi and Lasso took over the team Instagram for oh, the trip man. to North Carolina. 
Um, Much deserved. Yeah, if these two aren't just a ball of personality. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always shocked when I see these shots of Nazmi who looks frail. Then he gets on the field and looks like he's wearing a tie around his waist. It is confusing, but I think we have to assume he actually is skinny. These jerseys are not flattering him. My big one, Forrest Lasso had himself a week early on he stopped in for some sushi were you thinking force lasso was a sushi guy because honestly he looks like steak and potatoes to me oh you know <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't really thought about it but right. no take, you did have you ever had sushi sushi oh Joe? hell no yeah i didn't think you had um it takes a whole lot of fucking sushi to get full and if i'm force lasso <laughs> there's not enough rights in the world <laughs> to make enough sushi to fill me up which brings me to a story i was visiting a girl she lived in evansville indiana and finally i was like yeah i'll drive down there years and years and years ago i had never gone to sushi before either this 2004 some of you weren't even born yet go ahead (laughs) yeah and at the time i was very strict vegan so i just never bothered well she wanted to go to sushi so i went and i didn't know every check i put on the sheet was like multiple pieces i thought that'd be like one piece or no like one piece of sushi yeah so you know i've got like a california roll and so i'd I'd write like six (laughs) thinking oh that's just like six sushi did she not know either or just didn't notice um, you were doing that or didn't i don't think she was paying much attention or didn't want to correct me because of my temper i don't know (laughs) um (laughs) anyway end up i ordered I don't know how much, but the chefs, sushi chefs, are all back there uh, pointing and laughing at me before they bring it out. And then they bring out three giant trays full of sushi. So I got like spinach ones, sweet potato ones, avocado rolls, um, cucumber ones. That's about the extent of what you can do with no fish on them. Like literally took up the whole table. There must have been 90, but I was too embarrassed, so I tried to eat all of them. Point being, I could almost eat all of them. Because sushi doesn't fill you up, so Forrest Lasso, man, what are you doing? (laughs) I ended up pretending that I got a new job and I had to go right home that night because I wasn't having a good time. So I drove down there one night and then uh, left the next day. Point being, I'm an idiot and ordered way too much sushi. Patty Barrett had himself a pool day. That must be a blast. This guy loves to swim. Not a lot of pool days in Ireland, I bet. Richie Ryan. Oh, Zach, did you hear about this? Yeah, I saw this. Oh, my God. Richie Ryan's baby is now crawling. Ah, that takes me back. Whoa. He had a a message kind of said, like, oh, no going back now. Everything's changed. And Richie Ryan, that's no joke. Once the kid's crawling, everything does change. It's nice when you can just leave a baby and knowing that they'll be laying in that exact same spot you left them. But now you got to, you know, tuck away your guns a little tighter. Put away the swords, the (laughs) knives, the nunchucks, the landmines. Richie Ryan, things are changing. And then he had an Instagram picture. You won't believe this, folks. Baby knocked over the garbage can. Richie Ryan, tie that thing down. Uh, and the most depressing, they're just like us news. Hit me with this one, John. <laughs> Alan Koch spotted a Dave Matthews band. Him and a lot of other people, apparently, based on my Facebook. Yeah, Zach, thoughts on Koch at Dave Matthews? While it does make a little bit of sense, um, can you make sense of it? Um, no, I can't really make sense of you having a lot of Facebook friends that have been at that either. I guess we just run in different circles. Maybe it was two um, people with multiple pictures. In yeah. I, I have no circles. <laughs> we all know that. What do Koch and Dave Matthews have in common? Hmm. It's not a trick question. They're both <laughs> South African. <laughs> You're looking for something inappropriate. But yes, that makes sense. But if anyone has any footage of Koch 
dancing to ants marching. I can't imagine Koch so much as like, I don't know, slightly moving his shoulder. If he's not doing like a slow, rigid waltz with his wife, I can't picture him doing anything. But that just shows we don't really know the real Alan Koch. He might have gotten fucking real down. <laughs> no, I think he's swaying. He's swaying and clapping on every beat. Yeah. Forrest Lasso, he's a huge fan of Post Malone. I've realized that. You know, I don't want to age myself, but I've never heard Post Malone. I don't know what he's all about. I assume he's a white rapper. But he always makes me think of Carl Malone as he's Malone and the Mailman, which reminds I think me that's of the Post. Yeah. Is that on purpose? I believe it is. A- Carl Malone was <laughs> refusing to play with Magic Johnson because he didn't understand how you can or can't contract HIV. <laughs> Wow, sick to sports, too political. <laughs> yeah, sorry everybody, but Carmelone is a bitch, and John Stockton can suck. It. Yeah, so any leads on some social media, get at us uh, quickly this week. Anything left, we'll stick it into potpourri. Uh, this week it's the Pride game. This Wednesday, I purchased my Pride Pride scarf. Zach purchased one in his head, which is just as good. And uh, show your support with some rainbow gear and um, fight the haters. I noticed a few people. Zach, no, you noticed a few people. Some commenting on the game on Wednesday. Yeah, refusing to <laughs> refusing to come to the game. Yeah, don't come. I hope you never come back. <laughs> The comments on the U.S. Men's National Team Instagram page for their uh, pride jerseys. Ooh. Ooh. Fantastic. Yeah, it's rough. Bad. And you know, I grew up in a bubble, so to speak, going to Montessori public schools and uh, mm-hmm. living in Northside for a long time. Mm-hmm. But working in Kentucky, we know that's the majority of the people on this planet. Um, <laughs> so it's nice when like... Any other random thoughts for this week before... Uh... Oh, I should mention a near fight Wednesday at the Open Cup game in 122. Yes, that 122. Bougie 122. We're getting down to the real nitty gritty end of regular time. And I look down and there's a woman being held back by another woman trying to attack the man in the row behind her and had the devil look in her eyes. And I'm just going to assume it was justified on her part that the guy was being a doucher, but we'll never know. But I was just thinking, man, extra time must have been really ruined because nothing like a semi-fight to make the vibes extra awkward. Uh, yeah, and then they just have to sit down and watch the rest of the game. Like, <laughs> pretend like, happened. like, how do pretend you pretend like that? they still care what's going on when you know that adrenaline was yeah. pumping? Oh, fuck you! I'm gonna fucking kill you, piece of shit! Come on, Jimmy! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, if you were part of that fight and want to give me the deets, you know where to reach us: Knifey Lion Radio on Twitter. And another embarrassing moment: I sit in row 22 when I showed up. I was sitting in row 23. <laughs> I'm egg all over my face. Had to move. Season ticket holder, folks. This stuff is hilarious. You know who I really dislike, though? Mm. And I think he's becoming more and more a hero in Columbus every day. Is uh, I really don't know what you're going to say. Ali Moreno. He's the worst commentator I've ever Oh, he's fucking sucks. And, uh, he's, uh, I get that he played for Columbus, and he's it's good that they have an ally who's on TV on their side. But, God, especially, he, they stick him on the USA versus Mexico games. He's a horrible announcer. And then there was the U-20 game where we are playing Costa Rica and Costa Rica, no, not Costa Colombia. And they were, to get into the Olympics, and they were doing some really shysty time-wasting, like, bullshit and dives and all this stuff. And the play-by-play guy calls it out, and Mahano's like, maybe the U.S. has to learn, you know, they need to get better at the dark arts. You got to respect that. And he was just, like, going on, buttering them up for their shitty tactics. And it was like, yeah, you might need to, that might help them kill the game off, but you just sound like a fucking prick right now. Yeah, you don't have to respect that. Yeah, he's just, he's always been terrible. And it's got nothing to do with, 
you know, they interviewed him on announcement day, like, Oh, how do you feel about it? And you know, he was crying pretty much. Um, <laughs> it's like, well, I just feel like it's like the death nail for Columbus. So I can't like get excited about it or whatever. I was like, that's fine. Whatever. You're too attached. And that's not even what makes me mad. What makes me mad is how awful he is. <laughs> yeah, he's just terrible. And um, I don't know how he's on TV. I don't understand. More and more and more, um, I'm turning against him. And I think, and I don't think I'm being naive, I don't think our bid had anything to do with Columbus. It might have made it harder. Um, yeah. I mean. There's no reason for them to want a team in Ohio. They had, there's no reason at all. Yeah. <laughs> we had to do everything extra. We had to have amazing, crazy attendance. And the owners had to go the extra mile. We had to get the exact stadium spot they wanted. So, yeah, yeah. that's bullshit. So, oh, they got a team in Cincinnati now. Now all the Cincinnati people who used to fill our stadium aren't going to come up anymore. Like, yeah. Get real, man. I thought that narrative had kind of died that the two were related. You only saw like the the goobers of goobers on Twitter say that, but yeah. But then you've got this yeah. so-called insider. But I don't think common sense really rings in his head. Like, no. This guy just—he's just an idiot. Get off the fucking TV, man. But um, yeah, we're in the MLS. <laughs> if you haven't heard, no. Hey, we'll we'll put that in potpourri where it belongs. I hated watching him play too. I don't remember him playing, but I'm sure. If he was that enamored with the dark arts, he must have been a bitch. A bitch. Yeah, and plus, you know, you know who who loves him, Joe Vela. I uh, <laughs> I'll never forget you, Joe Vela. It's got nothing to do with him playing for Columbus either. I fucking no matter what anyone says, I love Frankie Hayduke. He's one of my favorite national team players of all time. He had some BS to say about FCC last year. No, I'll I let know. it slide. Columbus Crew Ticket Office used to harass me. Oh, I don't know. Two or three times a week, they'd be calling me like, oh, have you made it up to any crew games yet this year? It got really bad. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I had their number blo- or like blocked or don't answer. And they would just have these long voicemails. And that was from going to like one crew game. Yeah. But, but what <laughs> what got over the top was they'd be like, um, oh, well, why aren't you going to make it up? I'm like, well, you know, it's like 100 miles away. They're like, yeah, a lot of people make the drive. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I can't really afford it because I just lost my job. <laughs> like oh man what happened i'm like are you kidding me i'm like I, we got laid off uh delta took over all our work um like, oh i'm sure things are going to turn around for you zach and when they do just give me a call and uh hopefully i'm like geez louise like, that's a true story folks because yeah. people talk about how the attendance has been kind of lackluster for a long time and they're like well nobody's tried but like well these assholes <laughs> i'll tell yeah. you what they were given whoever was manning these phone lines was trying and trying too hard. And they I mean, might that, have turned us off, actually. That was eight years ago. Yeah, now, that was guess, still but. in the age when people were wearing any team's soccer jersey to a MLS game. Well, they still are. Someone was wearing a Man United jersey at that North Carolina game. Uh, let's go out with a bang. Chance, or should I say chant? Because I only got one. Zach, do you have anything to add? Um, <laughs> It's contagious. But. No, but my one from last week was so good. I, could, I thought about scoring on you today. <laughs> premeditated header <laughs> everyone's had a lot of chance a, a whole week to listen to that Kanye West song so now I'm sure you all know what he's talking about whole Bailey bird bird north dying schlag you'll all be singing it wow man doesn't make any sense my chant this week is set to Mr. Biggs um is it called I'm the one who wants to be with you Mr. Biggs big hit it's called oh, to be with you yeah it's not a laugher folks but it's one that the whole stadium will be doing ready all for it what, what key do i want to be cheer it uh okay now i know what key here we go all forever cheer the orange and blue 
Turn around to see you're cheering to Cheering to No matter what the score is, win or lose. I thought you might hit the falsetto. Win or lose. <laughs> I'll forever cheer the orange and blue. good you know there there might be a surplus of songs mentioning orange and blue but as someone who's been to a game at arsenal <laughs> been to a game at west ham <laughs> sorry been to a game at fulham eh. just touring the london teams yeah you know big fan of all of them you know there's a lot of really basic chance so never get down on the fact we just cheer fcc because yeah. these guys are not breaking the mold they do have clever ones some of the supporters but the whole stadium they're they're basically just <clears throat> saying their team name yeah it doesn't get much more crazy than that arsenal has like two specific chants and it's like one nil to the arsenal i don't think fulham has anything clever come on, come fulham. on fulham come, come on, on fulham, fulham. Um, come on you fcc yeah one um, one chance. arsenal arsenal <laughs> Uh, stand up if you're one nil up. There's one chant I liked a lot. Um, his eyes are offside. Mazut Ozil, his eyes are offside. <laughs> Brutal. I like the one we could uh, steal for our own good. Although it won't happen again because we'll never see Louisville again. But what's the one? Uh, if you hate Tottenham, stand up. If yeah. you hate Tottenham, stand up. If, you know we could do that with Louisville or Columbus next year if they still exist. Final anyway. thoughts, Zach. No, I've said too much. R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain. In his honor. I'll play a song I know he would like. First place forever. Louisville tied because they suck. suck. Unless they're playing us or an MLS team. See you next week. Nick and Chad will be back for sure. You can count on it. Tyler, Tommy, and the Truth Part 2 coming very soon. Probably not a Thursday pod once again. I took a second job. I'm working with Chad. Chad is real. So, uh, <laughs> or is he? Rise together. Rise together. Rise together.